Welcome to Mindfulness for the Soul, your daily dose of mental health insights, with your host, John Silimparis. In this day and age, if you are not familiar with being stressed out on occasion, you better check your pulse because you may not be breathing. Nonetheless, most of us experience stress as a consistent, pesky little inevitability that follows us around throughout the day, gnawing away at our nerves and testing our patience. Others experience it as severe anxiety, which can become serious and debilitating. But no matter how you slice it, unless you are living in a cave, stress will always find you. Now, what if at times we had some say over how stress affects us? What if we could alter our perspective and see things differently? What if we could develop new eyes, despite our current circumstances remaining the same? The late Wayne Dyer said, when you start to change the way you look at things, the things you are looking at start to change. For example, let's take the glass half full, glass half empty analogy that everybody knows. For me, when I am stressed out, and the daily ups and downs of life are getting under my skin. Trying to look at the glass half full doesn't cut it. It fails to alter my viewpoint. So maybe there is something wrong with the concept itself? Perhaps pouring the water into a smaller glass might be a good start. What does that mean? If we can experience the water of our lives sitting in a smaller glass, meaning the ratio of liquid to vessel is differently proportioned, then for a change, the glass would look fuller. Pretty obvious. Therefore, what if every morning you started the day with your glass filled to the rim? Same water, just a different sized receptacle to keep it in. I bet over time your stress levels would decrease considerably. Changing your perspective and seeking alternative viewpoints like this one as a means to reduce stress, is not new. Although it's the cornerstone of cognitive behavioral therapy and one of the most effective tools to treat anxiety, it's been around since ancient times. The Greek philosopher Epitectus said, it's not the things in life that trouble us, but our interpretations about these things. Here are some sustainable tips to managing stress that involve a change in perspective. I say sustainable because you can replenish them often simply by practicing them on a daily basis. The first is identifying self-adopted abstracts. Start seeing your negative thinking as abstract. Abstracts are unverifiable facts or theories that are not necessarily real or true. Our personal negative beliefs are often unfounded and based on imagined fears and distorted views of ourselves. We have been carrying these self-adopted abstracts about ourselves since childhood. They were placed there by our parents, school, religion, the media, society, etc. If you do believe your abstracts, your glass will feel half empty because you will always be trying to measure up to an intangible standard. Sometimes thoughts have no essential value, period. 
Some examples of self-adopted personal abstracts are I will never be respected unless I have a lot of money. I will never be loved unless I am perfect. I will always be a failure because I've made many mistakes. An example of healthier alternative way of seeing this is not every thought that I have is important enough to take seriously. And according to spiritual guru Eckhart Tolle, life isn't as serious as the mind makes it out to be. The next one is externalizing your negative thoughts. Start relabeling your negative thoughts as something outside of you. In other words, externalize literally them by separating you, the individual, from the distorted thoughts. Hence, the perspective changes to realizing that the manner in which I am thinking is causing the pain, not some imagined weakness or inferiority. Examples of negative thoughts are, I am pathetic because I can't overcome my stress. I am so weak for letting this get to me. There is something seriously wrong with me. I am a disappointment. The healthier replacement thought would be, wait, stop, that's my stress talking, or that's my anxiety talking. Failure is an event, not a person. The next one is comparing yourself to others. I always say when you compare, you despair. It happens every time. It's easy to think that other people are happier than you or better off because they don't have the kinds of problems you have. The truth is, you don't know what personal battles people are fighting. On the outside, people may seem happier than you or look like they are handling life better. Chances are they are not. Remember, the only normal people in the world are people you don't know very well. So no matter how small or large your problems are, qualifying them via comparison to others is personal sabotage. Here are some examples of ill-fated comparison. I should be more productive. I should be making a lot more money. All of my colleagues and friends seem so happy. Why aren't I? Why is life so much harder for me? Why don't things come easy to me? Instead, repeat to yourself, I will not compare my insides to other people's outsides. I'll say that again. I will not compare my insides to other people's outsides. The next one is trying to practice what we call process orientation instead of results orientation. Results orientation is when I am very attached to quick results and I have a lot of impatience around my process of life. Examples of that are, I need to know the outcome of things all the time. If I'm late for an appointment, I will be in big trouble. If I make a wrong decision about anything, I will be seen as a loser. I have to be vigilant all the time to prevent negative things from happening to me and my loved ones. Now, if I take the process orientation dialogue and replace that against the results orientation, it sounds a little bit different. 
Process orientation means I'm taking time to work the small steps at achieving goals. I'm trying to accept things as they are. It means being less controlling and learning to embrace some uncertainty. It means letting go of always needing guarantees. It basically means slowing down the mind and seeing the big picture perspective as we've been talking about. We try to do this on a minute-to-minute basis. For example, instead of operating your life at 110 or 120 percent, what if I decide to operate at 95 percent, still not compromising the quality of my work or the quality of my interactions, but just slowing things down so that things are a little more realistic? Another method of changing your perspective is noticing when I use the double standard method. We often use this double standard method by being self-critical of ourselves and not using that same value system with others. In other words, we use different standards for other people compared to us. For example, if I'm being hard on myself, if we stop and think about the quality of that harshness, we see that we probably wouldn't speak to someone else that way. In other words, we are always much harder on ourselves than the people we care about in our lives, whether it be a friend or a family member. So instead of treating yourself with a different standard that you would hold everyone else to, why not try using one single standard for everyone, including yourself? Imagine telling a friend who just got married, for example, You're going to screw this relationship up just like you screw everything else up. It's doubtful you would ever say something like that. But to yourself, you may do it all the time. So the next time you are beating yourself up about a mistake, ask yourself, would I speak to my friends this way? The rules of fairness and compassion apply to everyone, including you. You are not terminally unique. You are not an exception. The last one I want to talk about is letting go of absolute language. When we use broad and generalized statements that include words like should, shouldn't, never, and always, we are applying a set of unwritten rules to our thinking that can cause long-term anxiety. These are called absolute statements. Absolute statements assume that there is a manual floating in the ether that describes how all humans should act and feel, like some kind of rule book in the sky. Most of the time, these irrational thoughts are untrue. For example, statements like, I will never be happy, I will always be a failure, or I should be more productive, or I should go to the gym more often. Notice the never, always, and should in those statements. So every time you find yourself using a should statement, try substituting it with, I would prefer. For example, I would prefer to go to the gym this afternoon instead of going straight home. The semantic difference can work wonders in your own mind as you stop shooting yourself and start looking at the world in a different way. 
absolutes make a person feel inferior and guilty about themselves. Quote-unquote, I would prefer, is a healthier statement that does not place the person in the position of fault. The truth is, outside of breaking the law or hurting or abusing or killing another person, everything is negotiable. There are very few things in life that can be seen in absolute black and white terms. Thank you for listening in on our podcast. I wish you success in changing your perspective today and every day. This is John Silimparis, MFT.